we're the bench mop scrubs podcast. We talk about everything that there is in life. We do. We're not just limited to sports, all right? We talk about everything. Shout out to the Dogecoin army. I'm rooting for you because I've invested in you. And I hope you get to a dollar and more. Shoot to the moon, baby. It's like all my life savings are in that. <laughs> no, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> uh, hey guys, I'll be back. He's like, I'll be back, guys. Let me go withdraw my money. Shout out Dogecoin. Shout out AMC. Shout out GameStop. Bring the system down, baby. Let's go. Make the little man rich. So, hey, so, so Daniel, what do, you, what do you think about the, the game on Saturday? <laughs> All right, so let's get back into it, guys. Um, yeah, the only game I'm playing is Triple H. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, time to play the game. <laughs> time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> but back to the topic at hand. We got Rock? great Super Bowl. I'm sorry, what? The Rock. No, he's my favorite wrestler. Uh, <laughs> no, the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl is The Rock and Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania. Hey! No, it's not. It it's it's not on steroids. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you look at the old versus new, yeah, that would be, that would have been really <laughs> yeah. good. No, I was yeah. thinking about something. I know else. about wrestling, guys. What were your thoughts on that Rock Hulk Hogan WrestleMania, Obed? I thought um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was trying to gear towards. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. I- I'm not doing that. I'm not going to edit. That hey, man, come on. You got to keep it in. <laughs> Only if I said it, I would do it. <laughs> he said, let's try it again. Let me say it this time. Let me do it again, then- guys. <laughs> hey, Yusuf, what were your thoughts? <laughs> it doesn't matter what you think. Oh god! I swear, if I listen to this podcast and like you're the one saying it, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna lose his mind. <laughs> oh man! Oh god! Please, you remember it now. Sever today. I don't forget. I don't forget this, guys. Um, but today we're gonna be talking about like the it's the Super Bowl like preview or whatever. Um, whatever <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Well, let's All start right. off with your joke. What? I don't have a joke. Let's start off with your joke. I'm not a clown. I don't have jokes off the top of my head, okay? You have like 10 written down. Laugh. Make us laugh. (laughs) You have like 20 jokes written down, don't you, huh? No, I was actually actually listening to a new song. Uh, Have you guys heard that song, Prisoner, by uh, Dua Lipa, Miley Cyrus? Nope. Okay. You know what? It's a great song. Back in the day? Call Me Maybe. That's a great song. Great song. What happened, Obey? This guy's like, I, I discovered sucks. it and I told everyone. So, <laughs> shout out Dua Lipa, the best Balkan singer of all time and my current favorite artist. But I was actually talking to a few of my, a few of my cousins in Europe and they told me that uh, I was saying Miley Cyrus wrong. Apparently, there they call it Kilometer Cyrus. This is weird. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah. I like how but you yeah, got I mean, that. Was, that was well placed. Thank you. I, I also, well. I mean, I have family all over the world, but uh, actually my, my, my brother-in-law is from Abu Dhabi and he was, uh, he was, uh, he's telling me a joke. He's like, what's the difference between people in Dubai and Abu Dhabi? I don't know. He's like, people in Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> do that. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs>
episode 11 of the Men's Mob Scrubs podcast. Today we have us our Super Bowl preview, the penultimate game of the NFL season between the two premier teams of their respective conferences. The NFC representatives, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the defending Super Bowl champions, the AFC representatives, the Kansas City Chiefs. A game for the ages with a ton of history in front of us, the first ever Super Bowl in history that a team plays in their home stadium. We'll see how that plays out and if it helps Tampa Bay in the game. Brady going on to extend his record, entering his 10th Super Bowl, vying for an unprecedented seventh title. Pat Mahomes going for his second straight Super Bowl win for the first time since, well, Tom Brady back in 2003, 2004 with the Patriots. I mean, sorry, I meant Patrick. I didn't mean Pat. I don't want Mama Mahomes calling us out on Twitter. But if she does, Mama, Mrs. Mahomes, our handle is at Benchmob Scrubs. So I was hearing uh, Tony Romo uh, was quoted saying that if Mahomes doesn't win, beat Brady, there is no chance he can ever even get to Brady's level, even if he wins more Super Bowl titles or whatnot. Do you guys agree with that sentiment? I'll, I'll have you start off, Yusuf. Uh, I don't think so. I, I think that's just kind of a very um, one-sided argument in that sense because, you know, everyone has to remember Patrick Mahomes is 25 years old. Like, how many times has a 25-year-old quarterback led his team to the Super Bowl um, in back-to-back years? I don't think that's ever been done, honestly. And so, you know, in years where there would be, you know, quarterbacks getting established and learning uh, the mechanisms and playbook of their teams, Patrick Mahomes has already surpassed them insurmountably, right? Um, where Mitchell Trubisky is still struggling, for example, you know, Patrick Mahomes has excelled and he's beaten a lot of veteran quarterbacks who've been in the league for a long time. So I don't think that, uh, I, I don't believe it. I, I would disagree with Tony Romo there. Um, and, you know, you look at like Michael Jordan, for example, right? Everyone considers him the GOAT for the most part, right? Um, and what what is Tony Romo going to say just because he lost to like Isaiah Thomas a few times in the Eastern Conference finals that automatically nullifies his uh, chance to be the GOAT. So I don't agree with that. I think ultimately it's going to come down to how Patrick Mahomes finishes off his career. And, you know, if there's one guy who can give Tom Brady a run for his money, as far as the 10 sup- Super Bowl appearances and six Super Bowl wins, uh, it's Patrick Mahomes. And he's shown it. And I think Kansas City Chiefs have bought into it. You know, he signed a 10-year contract. I don't think they're dumb. Andy Reid loves coaching this guy. I think Andy Reid is here uh, for the foreseeable future. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. And it's Kansas City Chiefs team is going to be here for uh, the long haul. And so, you know, this is not the last Super Bowl we see Patrick Mahomes in. Now, you bring up an interesting point about Mahomes' legacy and him being the only one to potentially have the opportunity to get to that point of Brady. Now, Danielle, do you think if Brady loses this game, it has any impact on his legacy moving forward? Are people, viewers, fans, athletes going to look at Brady differently if he loses this game? No, you can't look at Brady differently. And there's a couple of factors, right? He's 43. Um He's one of the oldest players to ever play in a Super Bowl. Um, he's also the first QB to play in three different decades, if you think about that, which is kind of outstanding wow. in a Super yeah. Bowl. Um, it's crazy. Uh, the other reason is his team is actually un- um, 
not the favorite to win the Super Bowl. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so those are a couple of factors where, and you know, his age, him to his team not being, you know, the, the favorites. Why, you know, his legacy should not be tarnished regardless if he wins, regardless if he loses this game. Um, I think the Chiefs are just amazing, right? Um, and Brady is amazing too, but this is the 55th Super Bowl. Brady, 43 years of age, as I mentioned, and Mahomes, 25. That's an 18-year gap difference. Uh, we've talked about this before, you know, the current GOAT passing it on, passing on their legacy to the future GOAT, in my opinion. I know Yusuf was talking about Mahomes and how great he is. Uh, the only one thing I want to make sure that it's going to keep that is consistency is um, health. That's one thing that Brady, you know, has been able to do is he's been able to stay healthy, especially with the rules right now. QBs, you know, they barely get, hurt, you know, hurt because, you know, all the rules that are in play, they favor the offense, they favor the quarterback. So I think it's going to be great. Chiefs, I believe, are going to repeat and they're going to be the uh, eight team to do so if they do. Um, Tom Brady, he also some fun fact obeyed, uh, and you'll be happy about this is Brady can join Peyton Manning as the only quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl with multiple teams. So Manning did it first. So I know you're happy right. about that. Um, and, uh, it's going to be exciting, but I just want to also say that I know we've been talking about Brady and we've been talking about Mahomes, but the Super Bowl is so much more than one person on their team, uh, and the impact that it'll kind of have, um, but yeah, we'll talk more about that as we go. Ibrahim, do you have do you have any insight on specific matchups that uh, maybe a lot of us aren't really looking into? Hold on, I wanted to talk about Brady and Mahomes. <laughs> did you give me that question? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. You can, you, we're all going to come full circle. You know I'm, I'm going to go and talk about Brady and Mahomes anyways, and then I'll get to your second point. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I disagree with Yusuf. So by, by going back to what Tony Romo said, if right. Patrick Mahomes loses to Tom Brady, he'll never have a chance to become the GOAT. I agree with that to a certain extent. Now, if he goes out and wins the next 10 Super Bowls, okay, we can have a conversation. But even if he wins, you know, if Brady wins next Sunday, he'll have seven Super Bowls. If, if Patrick Mahomes goes out and, and wins seven Super Bowls, you can always make the argument that up until, like, if, if he loses on Sunday – the two times that Patrick Mahomes has lost in the postseason has been to Tom Brady. The first time, the AFC Championship game, and then again on Sunday if he loses to Tom Brady. And the dude is 43 years old. You lose to an old man outside of his prime. How are you going to come up and say, you know, I'm going to oh. come back and beat him later? No, no, you had your chance, yo-yo. Now. <laughs> I'm coming back. Now, to, to, <laughs> to go to, go to uh, Danielle's question that you gave him, if Tom Brady loses, does this impact his, his legacy? To be honest, I think what he's done so far has cemented his legacy as, as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, if not the greatest, because up until now, he's, he's done something that even Joe Montana couldn't do. So when Joe Montana left the 49ers and went to the Chiefs, he took him to the a AFC Championship game, but he lost. So Tom Brady at 43 moved to another team and took him one game farther than Joe Montana did when he left the 49ers to go to the Chiefs. So I, I definitely think we need to look at that. Uh, Yusuf, do you have your two cents? Do you disagree with my assessment? I completely disagree with that assessment. You said you're talking about a 43-year-old guy who's outside his prime, but this is probably the best year Tom Brady has had in the last two, three years. He threw 40 touchdown passes this year and only 12 interceptions. His QBR was like, 
I mean, his QB rating was like 102. Um, he is not past his prime at all, I don't think. And Bro, his, his prime year was that year he threw 55 touchdowns. Did he throw 55 touchdowns this year? No, he threw thing. 50 touchdowns. Manning threw, threw 50. 55 touchdowns. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, get, okay. I'm getting the, the old ghost all confused. Here's the, thing. <laughs> here's the thing, right? You're talking about uh, Patrick Mahomes losing, you know, the first time, obviously, to Tom Brady. And then if he loses this coming Sunday, that would be his second time losing to Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes, the first time he lost was the first time he started ever. And he took his team to the AFC Championship. And he lost in overtime. And to argue, you know, Patrick Mahomes being in his prime at that time, I don't think he was. And I don't even think we've seen Patrick Mahomes in his prime because this is only his third year starting. So I think that's a very early kind of uh, notion to make that if he loses to Tom Brady here, then he's out of that GOAT um, conversation because I think it's anything but that, honestly. I but agree with quick you. Quick question. What did Tom Brady do the first year he started? He won the Super Bowl. Bam! No, 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 no. Listen. <laughs> no, no. Here's, here's what you're not understanding. Tom, sure, Tom Brady went on to win the Super Bowl, but why did they win the Super Bowl? Not because of Tom Brady, but because the Patriots defense stopped the one of the greatest offenses of all time is why they won that Super Bowl. Yeah. Just and, and my my, my colleague Yusuf and Daniel just, just said the Super Bowl is a team game. Exactly. Also, it I, is a team game, wanna... so there's more factors to it than just quarterback play is all I'm saying. That's very true. And I do want to point out that, you know, the first year that Tom Brady started – uh, he did win that Super Bowl, but, you know, they had that defensive stop and everything like that. He threw uh, for 18 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. And Patrick Mahomes, I think, threw 50 touchdown passes in his first year. Yeah. So, come he on. Did. His first year, he, first year starting, he threw 50 touchdown passes? Yeah. Yes, he had 50 yeah. touchdowns and nine interceptions wow. his first year starting. All I got to say is <laughs> we, we talk about we talk about Tom Brady, um, you know, not winning those first couple, not not being the deciding factor, winning those first couple of Super Bowls. But do you guys remember how uh, Patrick Mahone's Super Bowl last year went? There was a there. He threw a couple picks end of the game in third quarter in the fourth quarter. And the thing that was really going for him is. Palatine's own Jimmy G was going like three of 25 couldn't complete a pass and he gave the Chiefs a chance to to get back in the game and win it Uh, so you know definitely it's a team sport it's a team game but you know for me personally I, I think Patrick Mahomes is the most talented quarterback I've ever seen he makes the difficult look super easy but I just yep. feel like if if Tom Brady plays a great game on Sunday and wins, and we can't say it's about the defense or anything like that, I just find it really hard for Patrick Mahomes to catch up. Because you also have to realize Tom Brady has played 20-plus years, and the people he started off with, like like literally like Dion Branch, you know, <laughs> Teddy Bruschke, like these are the guys that he won his first Super Bowl with or his first couple. Those guys are long gone. You know, and so with Patrick Mahomes, we talk about Travis Kelsey's, you know, prime. Uh, We talk about the team around him. In order to get to seven, eight, nine Super Bowls, you're going to be reloading the team, right? You got to come find that next receiver, come find that next tight end, get get another running back. Uh, And and that's the big thing about football. And the fact that Tom Brady's done it for so long, you know, it's literally like there were just cogs in the system and he was the thing that made the engine go. To, to credit, to, to credit, 
a lot of Tom Brady's success in the beginning of his career is attributed to Bill Belichick. Later on, the success was more attributed to Tom Brady. So let's not get that confused. I mean, coaching prowess and importance is, all, is going to be very important moving forward in how player development with the Chiefs are. Obviously, the Chiefs started off strong. I mean, getting Kelsey, Travis Kelsey in the third round, getting Tyreek Hill in the fifth round in, in drafts in the past. I mean, that, that's a great start. So how they, how they do in the draft and how they build and how they build a supporting staff around Patrick Mahomes and, and hopefully, God willing, he, is, he stays injury-free for most of his career. Um, that's going to be a big determinant. But I don't think at the end of the day, anybody, it's going to be very hard to catch up to, to Tom Brady and his sixth, potentially seven Super Bowl titles, you know, that we have. I think he's in a class of his own. Um, and he's tier one by himself. And everybody else is just kind of looking up to him, which, you know, rightfully so. He's earned that status. Um, but In the few, words of Joe I, Biden, all I can say is inshallah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to say on Ibrahim's point, I mean, I understand where Ibrahim's coming from uh, in the sense that, you know, if, if Brady wins, he's going to be at seven, right? I think also, also uh, differs in terms of what your definition of gold is. Is it the number of championships? Is it the number of, is it the stats? Because I think Mahomes is going to have the best stats uh, in terms of a QB. Um, and, you know, if it comes down to it, you know, if Brady wins this game and Mahomes does somehow go end up winning seven Super Bowls, you are going to look back and say that the one time they did match up, Brady beat Mahomes. So, I, I mean, you can't tell, right? You don't know what's going to happen in the future. You don't know how well Mahomes is going to, you know, continue going to the Super Bowl. I know he's amazing, but it is a team sport. So you don't know how, you know, if Hill's going to leave or Kelsey's going to retire. Um, and, you know, Reed is eventually going to head out too. He's a little old, but uh, <laughs> nonetheless, <laughs> we'll have to see. We'll have to see, right? Uh, Brady, uh, seven. Daniel, you're calling Brady. someone else old. <laughs> yeah, but Daniel, don't worry, man. If if Andy Reid can't do it, then I know Randy Reid will definitely step <laughs> yes. up in his place. I'm baking and, on him. They're gonna go oh and succeed when he comes in. Just watch. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, go for it. Uh, real quick, if anybody has the chance to check this out, in 2004, when the Patriots played the Eagles. Uh, there's actually a newspaper article where they had like kids from elementary school kind of give their Super Bowl predictions. And in it is a nine-year-old Patrick Mahomes predicting that the Eagles are a better team and will beat the Patriots 35 to 28, banking on his future coach, Andy Reid. So what you know, happened in that game? Point that out because that's really crazy. That's interesting. To think about what, and just what, the longevity of Tom Brady. What happened in that up against that guy? I know. I know what happened. No, no, no. What happened? No, no. What happened in that game? Hurt, was, okay. Exactly. Exactly. It was yeah. T.O. was hurt, and they would have won that yeah. game. The Eagles. FYI. But uh, but again, that's neither <laughs> neither here nor no, there. I, all all I gotta say is about that Eagles team. My dad loved those teams, and we were rooting for them, and we hated Tom Brady. Dude, Donovan yeah. McNam was a beast, bro. McNabb, yeah, I was. always played with him in Madden. Yeah. yeah. Yo, he was one of the first and then Brian games. Westbrook. Yeah. You guys remember? Oh, Brian my God. Westbrook? He was wild. He, was, yo, he, yo. Was, he was like Alvin Kamara before Alvin yeah. Kamara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was. Yeah. You know, essentially. Yo, but uh, Obey, to go back to your original question, the matchup that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, for, I, for, I, for, I even forgot about that question. Let's be I'm not going to lie. But the matchup that I'm looking forward to are actually two players that are not going to be running up against each other directly. I want to see Tyreek Hill and Scotty Mills. So I don't know if you guys heard about what Sc Scotty, Scotty Mills. Scotty Miller. Scotty, 
Scotty Miller, yeah. I don't know if you guys – see, I don't even know his name yet. He, he's got to win a chip before I get his name right. But uh, Scotty Miller basically said he is the fastest – he's the fastest receiver in the league. And there was some back and forth uh, between him and Tyreek. Uh, I really want to see what Tyreek does to prove him wrong. All right, guys. So let's get uh, in a little bit more into the nitty-gritty of this game. Uh, as much as I would – I you know, the Scotty Miller versus Tyreek. I don't think that's going to decide the game, but let's get into For a few yourself. Uh, Let's get into a few <laughs> details and facts about the game. Um, well, obviously we know, as Yusuf alluded to earlier, Brady had 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 102.2 rating, one of his best years in, in the last decade. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was 38 and six, started 15 games, sat out that last game against uh, the San Diego Chargers. I mean, sorry, Los Angeles Chargers, excuse me. So he had the most pass yards per game in the NFL this season. He did that again for the second time. Um, Chiefs offense was sixth in the league, first in yards per game, and third in third down conversions. And that's going to be an interesting point coming up because uh, Bucks have one of the best third down defenses in the, in the game. Uh, Hill and Kelsey, uh, 1,200 yards each, 26 touchdowns between them. Crazy. Um, and nearly both of them nearly have over 300 yards each going into the Super Bowl. If we, if we remember previously, the Bucs uh, lost to the Chiefs in Week 12 this year, 27-24. Chiefs were basically dominating most of the game, and then they had two touchdowns to cut the lead to three points and they couldn't, you know, end up catching up to the chiefs. Um, Mahomes in that game, by the way, was 37 of 49 for 462 yards, three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill destroyed the Buccaneers. And I remember because he was on your fantasy team and he almost beat me, Ibrahim. He had 12 catches, 13 catches, 269 yards and three touchdowns. You know, the Buccaneers DBs are going to need some help. They need to call the Tiger King to to figure out how to deal with this cat, all right? Um, can, can we take a moment of silence for my fantasy team? I got. I remember that game. Tyreek gave me 57 points, and yes, I did. still lost to Obeid. It's because you didn't start two running backs, you goof. That's your problem. <laughs> um, now, the Bucks defense, eighth, eighth in points per game. It's one of their most underrated aspects of, of their team is nobody talks about their defense, which I think is one of – their best, best attributes. They are the number one rushing defense, and it's not even close. They have the fifth most turnovers, and they have the sixth most, uh, they, they allow the sixth least yards per game. Um, now, this can be interesting. Fifth most turnovers. Mahomes doesn't really throw an interception. I mean, he only has six interceptions on the air in nearly six pass attempts. That's the best in the NFL, you know? Um, now, it depends. A big key to this game was Eric Fisher. Towards Achilles, his number, his left tackle. He's out for the game, obviously for the foreseeable future. Best wishes, thoughts, and prayers to Eric Fisher. Hope you get back, buddy. Um, now, him, uh, he was a big part of that offensive line, which is one of the best offensive lines in football. Um, and so is the Buccaneers. Now, I think the key to this game is whoever can rush the quarterback and get to them will win this game. It's going to come down to the defensive line and the defensive line for the Buccaneers is far superior to the defensive line for the Kansas city chiefs. Um, if they have to blitz Brady, they will lose. If they have to blitz Mahomes, the bucks will lose because both of those quarterbacks are very good against the blitz and they can get you in an instance. All right. So I think it's going to come down to the defensive lines and, and whom, whomever is going to be able to get to the quarterback 
with just rushing four guys. Um, now, a key to that is going to be obviously stopping uh, Travis Kelsey and, and how the best linebacking crew in the NFL, Devin White and Levante David, how, how they're going to slow down Kelsey in the middle of the field. Do you guys have any thoughts in terms of the defensive matchups going into this game? Yeah, so I was actually um, listening to Nate Burleson uh, earlier in the week, and he kind of compartmentalized uh, what the Buccaneers need to do in order to at least control uh, the offensive onslaught that's coming uh, this coming Sunday. And, you know, their defensive coordinator um, for the Buccaneers, he said that one of them is going to eat, right? Tyreek Hill. Or Travis Kelsey it's really hard to contain both of them and you just have to kind of accept that fact but what he did was he broke the game down into the red zone and then between the 20 yard lines right so between the 20 yard lines Tyreek Hill is dangerous just like Obey alluded to one of the fastest if not the fastest player in the NFL can burn you between the 20 yard lines once you're in the red zone that's Travis Kelsey's play zone man and he can burn just about any defensive player because Travis Kelsey, I think unanimously in benchmark scrubs, I think we would probably argue that he's probably the best tight end in the game right now. Yes. Right. Um, very similar to Tony Gonzalez and stuff like that. But what, what Nate Burleson was basically saying is like, take what you can get, but you know, let Ty- Tyreek Hill is going to do what he needs to do between the 20 yard lines, but then double up Travis Kelsey in the red zone and prevent them from getting in the end zone. Um, can they do that? I'm not sure. But when I listened to it, I thought that was probably a sound strategy, at least for what they can do, um, given what the Chiefs ended up doing to the Buccaneers defense when they played in the regular season. And they played man at that time. So Nate Burleson was talking about how they should play zone, kind of you know limit where Tyree Kill can go uh, as far as his routes and stuff. It, it'll be an interesting game. You, know, you have the t- Chiefs as one of the best third down offenses. And then you have Buccaneers as one of the best third down defenses, even though they're not well known for their past defense. Um, but I mean, they're still, they were able to, for the most part, hold down Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, they held their own against Drew Brees and then not much against the football team, but nonetheless, even though they were playing with their fourth string quarterback, but I think the defense has shown that, you know, if, if, and they, they're playing with a lot of momentum, both, both of these teams are. None of these teams backed into where they are. They are playing with a full head of steam with 100% confidence, and it's going to be a great offensive showcase, and it's going to be a great defensive showcase. I'm not, I won't be surprised if this game ends up being a defensive game as much as uh, I'd, I'd want it to be an offensive game, but I also won't be surprised if the final score is some 49-46. That's just Absolutely. How, oh, yeah. how high-powered these offenses are. Um, you know, Interesting to note, um, last game for the Bucks. Antonio Brown was not present. He will be there for the Super Bowl. He is a, I think, a very vital part of their passing game toward the end of the year. He scored a touchdown in four of the last five games, and he has he has obviously a very good rapport with Tom Brady. And you know the Chiefs aren't known for their pass defense, and so having to stop three Pro Bowl stud wide receivers along with Rob Gronkowski, who can still hold his own, and Cameron Brate. And apparently the fastest guy in the NFL, Scotty Miller, it's going to be an interesting matchup to see, you know, we all talk about the, the chiefs offense, but the bucks offense, when it's on, it is on. 
I, I have like notes that I write down and then like it's crazy how like multiple times where Ubaid has alluded to something and it's right here and I'm like, okay, now I can Illusion. back on this, you know? I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I crossed that off. I can't talk about this anymore. Yeah, it's like, Obey. okay. Obey checked so, it off already. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> Still going to talk about it. All right. Sorry, well, Daniel. Dan- go, go ahead. Daniel, get into it. What are your thoughts about the matchups going into the game? Do you think there's one in particular that could be a key to deciding a champion? Yeah, I know we've been talking about Brady and Mahomes, and I had mentioned this earlier. I mean, the Super Bowl is so much bigger than just one person. Uh, I know we talked about their injuries on the offensive line. They're going to be missing their pro bowler, Eric Fisher. Uh, but they also have another offensive lineman that's going to be out, Mitchell Shorts. So they're going to be down two people. Um, and I know we've been talking about offense the whole time, but Obeid, you talked about the defense. And I feel like both defenses have been playing better than they were in the regular season. You can talk about Chiefs secondary, who's been making great plays in the back uh, with Tyron Matthew and, you know, they held Browns and the Bills to 17 and 24 points, which in my opinion are, is pretty impressive. And then you have the Bucks defensive line, which has been very impressive in the last couple of games, uh, putting pressure on Rodgers. And um, now they're going to be going up against a depleted offensive line. Um, the other person that we don't get enough, give enough credit to is Andy Reid and his offensive mind. And, you know, he's always holding back some great play for this moment. Uh, and he's going to go ahead and use that for the Super Bowl. Um, and then you also got some returning players, as you mentioned. We got not only Antonio Brown coming back, but uh, the what's it called? The um, Chiefs also have Sammy Watkins coming back, as well as Le'Veon Bell, uh, who used to be really good once, uh, has struggled. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be very uh, interesting. This game is there's a lot of similarities if you guys uh, if you guys haven't thought about it, but. Both teams' QBs are rack, uh, ranked in the top five in the league in passing yards and touchdowns. Uh, Reed has long been one of the most pass-oriented coaches, and so is Arians. Uh, both have Hall of Fame-capable t- tight ends in Gronk and Kelsey. Uh, and neither team has had a 1,000-yard rusher, surprisingly. Ronald Jones led the team with 970 yards for the Bucks, And then Clyde... Clyde Edwards Hilaire led him with the Chiefs with 800 yards. So the and defense is neither team's speciality. So at the end of it all, um, I feel like there's going to be a couple of things. I feel like defense, what def, which defense can hold the other team uh, to them, you know, in terms of a possession, is going to be the one that I feel like is going to come on top. Um, I feel like the Chiefs' offense is just unstoppable, and regardless of the Bucks defensive line i think that's going to be an issue for the bucks that they won't be able to control so you think this could be a game where it comes basically whoever has the ball at the end wins this game yeah that's what i was going to i i totally agree i think it's going to come down to you know who has the ball last in their hand you know if brady scores a touchdown with a minute and 10 seconds don't be surprised that might be too much time for mahomes in this offense to go back and kind of score um i'm hoping that it's an offensive juggernaut meaning we see scores like, you know, 35, 30. Uh, that's what I'm kind of hoping for because it would be awesome watching that with all these weapons on the Bucks side with, you know, in terms of wide receivers and talent, it's it's probably the most talent that there can be in these two teams, right? Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Godwin, Scotty Miller, Gronk, and then you got Hill, Kelsey, uh, Sammy Watkins, Hardman, uh, Hilaire, and... Uh, Le'Veon Bell so just it's gonna be awesome 
You forgot the biggest part of the game. Our sponsor, Byron Pringle, right, Yusuf? Yep, Pringles. Shout out to Pringles, who sponsored right. this segment of Benchmop Scrubs podcast. Uh, yeah. Get He's your gonna... hands on Pringles <laughs> and enjoy it as you watch the Super Bowl. I want to mention one more thing that I didn't. Is uh, There's some interesting things about this Super Bowl, right? Um, I'm going to go Sorry, ahead I just love it. how Daniel just like... <laughs> just my, team was, my time wasn't over i just wanted my time back uh but it's gonna be an interesting uh super bowl in the sense that there is a uh sarah thomas is gonna be the first female official in super bowl history which is kind of cool and the buccaneer staff also has two uh women that are assistant defensive line so there's a little history in the making in that case and then the last seven super bowls saw both content uh, contenders finish as top two seed in their conference. So this is the first time <laughs> I just saw a bit of mentality and I just cracked up. But uh, basically the last seven years, the two teams that get to the Super Bowl were either one or two seed. And this is the first time in the past seven years that a Bucks team that is seeded six uh, has come this far to be in the Super Bowl. So that's kind of interesting. Or five. Go ahead, yeah. Ibrahim. Ibrahim, well, yeah. You know, I love the analysis by you guys, but I'm going to talk about three things that I think are going to be the, the difference makers of this game, right? We, we know there's Patrick Mahomes. We know that there's a ton of great talent on the offensive side of the ball. And we also know the strengths and weaknesses of both defenses. But there are three themes here that I think are going to be the, the hallmark of the game. The very first thing is I just feel like every time I watch the Chiefs, no matter what, every drive somehow ends in points. That's the feeling I always get, even if the stats don't back it up. It's just always this feeling that no matter what, every time Patrick Mahomes touches the ball, they get at least three points out of it. And that's really hard to play against because if you have a couple three and outs, all of a sudden you're a possession or two behind and it's really hard to catch up. So I think the big key there is how the coaching staffs are going to approach the game. Now, we talked about this a little bit last week with Matt LaFleur and, and not playing to win, right, where he didn't go for it on fourth down versus Andy Reid had his backup quarterback go for it on fourth and one. In this game, we're going to have two coaches that know all about how to play for a championship and how to play for winning. Right. Even though, um, you know, B.A. doesn't have a chip as a head coach, he has one as an offensive coordinator. They both know how to win. And I think the biggest, biggest, biggest aspect of this game is going to be time of possession. If the yep, Bucks yep. are able to control the clock, you know, whether it's run the ball or do a lot of short passes, which Tom Brady can do. That's what he did in, in New England. If they can control the clock and keep the ball out of Patrick Mahone's hands, they have a legitimate shot. Even though that the even though the Chiefs are favorites, if they can get a sixty percent to forty percent, you know, time ratio where where the Bucks get sixty percent of the time, they they can that could be enough to ink out and win the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that that that's a big key, Ibrahim. The best way to beat Patrick Mahomes is to not have him play. And the best way to do that um, is to have him run the ball. And especially the last few games, Leonard Fournette has been playing very well, uh, running the ball and Ronald Jones. And I think they're going to be a really big key to this game, you know, um, keeping the ball out of, out of um, Mahomes' hands. And that's only going to open up 
the play action pass for the Buccaneers. And that's going to be very deadly, you know, especially with, I guess I don't want to call them. They're not an elite pass defense or even an elite defense in general for the Chiefs. So if they can establish a run, establish a play action pass, it's going to be very difficult for them to beat, uh, uh, for the Chiefs to beat the Bucks because they're not going to have a chance to be on the field, number one, you know? Even though, actually, interesting stat, the, Bu- the Buccaneers had less time of possession than the Packers did, but the Packers still lost the game. I mean, I'll, I'll end with this. The last time Patrick Mahomes lost a playoff game, and it was against Tom Brady, the game went to overtime, and Patrick Mahomes never touched the ball again. Do you think that's chewing? Do you think that's something that's replaying in their heads, the Kansas City Chiefs, that the the time they never got the ball back? Do you think that's uh, like I guess bulletin board material for motivation? I wouldn't be surprised, but you know, like I look at it from a from a jump shooter's perspective in basketball, the greatest players have the shortest memories. I don't think that's eating away at Patrick Mahomes. I think I just think he's chasing a bigger and better goal of beating the man that everyone everyone believes is the GOAT in football right now, and to literally take his throne. Yusuf, yeah. do you think do, do you think there's a certain matchup in the in the game that'll decide? Um I, I mean ultimately I think the biggest matchup that everybody's talking about is the Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. But I think the biggest key in the Super Bowl for me personally, and I know it might be simple might be basic but it is going to be to protect and take care of the football right turnovers you just you can't have that happen in championship games and you know unfortunately the packers you saw last week you know with the three interceptions they weren't able to capitalize but this is patrick mahomes this is tyreek hill this is travis kelsey and this is andy reed and i think What's going to happen is, you know, at some point in the Super Bowl, um, like Ibrahim was saying, they're just going to have to keep up with the Chiefs because every time the Chiefs have the ball, uh, Patrick Mahomes has the ball, it always ends at points, it seems like. And last week, they only punted once, and that was their first drive. After that, every possession ended in points. So Tom Brady and the Buccaneers have a tall task ahead of themselves, and they're going to have to keep up. I think the turning point in the Super Bowl is going to be at some point, Tom Brady, I think, is just going to throw an interception. Uh, I just I think that's what's going to happen. And I think that's where the game's going to turn. Um, but I do think that the Buccaneers will be able to keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs throughout the game, um, which leads me to say that I think this Super Bowl is going to overtime. That's what I think. I think this game is going to go into overtime. And then, like you guys said, whoever has the ball last is going to win. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to get to predictions, but that's kind of what I think. Um, and I That's your bold prediction of the game. Aside from the actually predicting the winner is you think the game will go into overtime. That's I think your, the, I the, the game will go. Yeah, the, the, the game going into overtime is my hot take. But my bigger, like, bold prediction is that Gronk is going to ball out. Hmm. Gronk is going to be, uh, I think he'll have a hundred or so yards receiving, you know, ultimately I think the chiefs are going to walk away with the win, but watch for Gronkowski, man, because a lot of, uh, a lot of the spotlight has been on, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown being hurt. But Gronkowski, when the spotlight is on, this dude shows up. So, you know, the Chiefs have to watch out for him, especially especially after Bruce Arians praised Travis Kelsey the way he did, you know. 
Um, right. I think Gronkowski has a little bit of flair and fire to bring to the game uh, going up against the best tight end in the game. So that's what I think. Donnell, do you think the game being played in Tampa Bay's home ground has an impact on the game? Yeah, I think it does, right? This is the first time in the history that the one of the teams that's representing the Super Bowl is going to be played on their home field, right? So, and the Bucks have all the momentum, in my opinion. You know, they've been kind of underdogs, you know, being the fifth seed. Uh, they went ahead and kind of have been beating all the teams at on the road. So I think it's going to be really good. It's going to be a great game. And I think a lot of people that are going to be coming out to watch the game are going to be Buccaneer fans. So it, when that is going to happen, obviously the team that is, uh, it's a home field advantage, right? And whenever you're playing at home, you're uh, more comfortable. And especially the, you know, the ex players, that the players that are, you know, um, players that you don't expect to play really well, they kind of ball out. And that's where you can kind of see Scotty Miller or these other players to kind of uh, do really well, especially with the defensive line of the Bucs, uh, with the, the home crowd. That's something that would that could really benefit the Buccaneers, in my opinion, and uh, make it closer than it should be at the end of the day. And last but not least, fellas, what are your predictions and bold predictions to round out this podcast? I'll start with Ibrahim. See, this this one was a tough one for me. You know, I've bet against Tom Brady so many times, and I feel like the only times I got it right was those games that the Giants upset them. Um, I, I think my this is not really a bold prediction, but there is going to be a player on one side of the ball that's going to come up that is going to make a huge play. They're going to pull a, a David Tyree, a Malcolm Butler, and they're going to make a play for the ages and really change the trajectory of the game. My prediction is I, I got to go with Tom Brady. I feel like he's got enough in him for one last dance. And, and people listening to this podcast are going to think that I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. I'm not. I actually like Patrick Mahomes a lot better uh, or a lot more, but I just – I've been betting against this guy for the past 20 years and I've been wrong pretty much every year. And so I, I feel like he's going to find a way to, to ink it out. Uh, I am going to piggyback off of uh, Yo-Yo's prediction about Gronk. I think Gronk and Leonard Fournette are going to be the difference, difference makers. I know that their other receivers are going to, going to eat and they're going to have some big plays, but I think those two players are going to be the X factors for the Bucks. And I feel like the Bucks are going to find a way to control time of possession, to control the ball, and just keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. And if he's not, if he doesn't have the ball, he can't make an impact. Um, and I, I, I just, I have a gut feeling that Tom Brady is going to figure out a way to to keep, you know, Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Danielle, what is your bold prediction and prediction for the upcoming game? Yeah, so. I'm expecting this Super Bowl to be an offensive frenzy, as I mentioned. Uh, the, uh, the one time that these two teams did match up, they combined for 960 yards, which is incredible. And I'm hoping we get that and more uh, in this Super Bowl. Um, my prediction, I have the Chiefs winning it. I have them repeating. Um, also, um, something we all don't know, the Chiefs were undefeated on the road this year. They were 8-0, which is very impressive. So they have not lost on the road. Um, and 
couple of my bold predictions, two of them. One is I believe this is going to be the highest scoring uh, Super Bowl ever. Um, I have the Chiefs winning 41-37 for a combined point of 78 points. My other point, uh, my other uh, bold prediction is that, like Yusuf already mentioned, I think Brady's going to throw three interceptions in this game and is going to be somewhat similar to the past game against uh, the Packers. But in this scenario, the Bucks are going to lose and the Chiefs are going to win 41-37. And finally, Yusuf, I know you had your bold take on Gronk, but is there any other bold takes? And what is your final prediction for the yeah. upcoming game? So um, I know Danielle saying three interceptions for Brady. I'm going to say one. Um, and I think that's going to be a turning point, you know, because this game's going to go back and forth. And I, I honestly can't wait for this Super Bowl because, you know, Danielle pointed out that the Kansas City Chiefs went 8-0 and on the road, which is impressive. But people sometimes forget that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost to Kansas City in the regular season, but then they never lost since. And Tom Brady remembers things like that. And it's hard to beat him twice or three times. Um, you know, Drew Brees obviously did it, but obviously didn't get it done in the playoffs. So, you know, this game can go either way, honestly. And that's why I think, you know, my bold prediction is going to be that Gronk leads um, in reception yards um, for the Buccaneers, obviously not the Chiefs. But my prediction for the Super Bowl is that it's going to go into overtime. The regular... Uh, you know, the four quarters will end um, with the t- with the with the score 34-34 tied. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the universe has a interesting way of coming around circle of life. Uh, the Chiefs are the away team. They're going to call heads. They're going to get the ball first. And Patrick Mahomes is going to throw a TD pass to Tyree Kill to win his second Super Bowl 40 to 34. And people are going to talk about how Tom Brady didn't get the ball in overtime. And that's going to be the discussion after the Super Bowl, I feel like. And what would have happened if he got the ball and stuff like that. Interesting. So, um, wait, wait, hold up, hold up. So if that doesn't happen exactly the way <laughs> Yusuf predicted, yeah, does that mean he got it wrong? Yeah, for real. <laughs> you were very specific. And that's I what was, I think I, where your fault is, man. You were very specific with exactly what will happen and what's They're going to call heads. They're gonna call. And they're him. gonna call heads. Yeah. Yep. What yep. if they call tails and still win the ball? Yeah. I don't know. I think you're wrong, oh, guys. dude. You're wrong. <laughs> it's like when you're playing horse and you call swish, nothing but net. I've never seen you do that. Dang. Daniel, you've <laughs> seen me, right? Obeid, you've seen me. <laughs> Look, yeah, I, I'm. I'm just here for the podcast, guys. I'm not Come here on, for, guys. <laughs> to flare up some past rivalries. All right, but um, my prediction, and I have picked against the Buccaneers and Tom Tom Brady every single week uh, <laughs> of these playoffs. And I won't make that mistake this week. Oh, wow. And I'm, and I'm hoping there's some reverse juju, reverse psychology going on here. But <laughs> I am going with the Buccaneers in this game. Final score of 38 to 31. Uh, and, and my bold prediction is that a non QB will win the MVP. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. And you you take it further because I've taken it as far as it can go. I will go further. I will say a Tampa Bay Buccaneer defensive player will win the MVP of the game. 
because I, I think it's going to have to come down to that unless there's an unforeseen, unfortunate injury to any major offensive players. It's going to have to come down to one of the defenses stepping up. And I have more faith in the Buccaneers defense to step up than I do have in the Chiefs because they've proven it. They stopped Aaron Rodgers. Though yeah. I think the Packers stopped themselves, but they still stopped Aaron Rodgers. And that's not to be taken lightly. And that's I'm talking big big time because this defensive line is so good. And that's the key to the Super Bowl, guys. My opinion is the defensive line and who can disrupt the quarterback's rhythm and who can disrupt the quarterback and get to them without having to blitz is going to win the game. I like that. Interesting. So that is my prediction. I hope to God I'm wrong, but that is my prediction. So we're going to roll with that. Um, we'll, We'll see what happens. I'm excited for the game. And uh, I do think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it will be a blowout either way. And I honestly don't want to see that. We want to see yeah. a good game. We oh, want to yeah, see absolutely. a close game. We want to yeah. see something that's a nail-biter, edge-of-our-seat type of game. And I do think the hype will deliver this game. Obed, I want to ask you a question. What's I that? want your gut response. This is a loaded question. Okay. But I, I'm very interested to see your just quick two cents on this. If Tom Brady wins, does he retire? Ah, uh, no, he doesn't retire. No. Oh, well, I thought there would be more debate. Never mind. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. He he doesn't need to retire. He is not ready to retire. I think he's still physically and mentally so engrossed in the game of football that he does not want to, nor does he need to retire. Win or lose, he's coming back essentially. But also, yeah. I wanted to say something about uh, I think when Yusuf said, um, you know, Brady can. Uh, he doesn't lose to uh, the same team twice. Uh, by the way, uh, the only man to beat Tom Brady two times in the <laughs> regular it. season and playoffs is Peyton Manning. I'm just saying, and he's three and one against Tom Brady in the, in the AFC Championship game. I'm just saying, I'm not like, I'm not playing favorites. I'm just stating facts at this point, guys. As you wear it. your Peyton Manning jersey. Yeah, yeah. I have. I mean, I, I thought blank, you were going to say Elon Manning. I have a, I have a gray shirt. <laughs> I have Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is three and one all time against Tom Brady in AFC championship games. So no matter how many times he's choked in the playoffs, he does not choke against Tom Brady, by the way. Can I, can I uh, say one last thing real quick? No, no, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, Daniel, I hope you're listening to me here. The Buccaneers, if they win the Super Bowl, you guys, everyone just remember they lost to the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. Ah, we got oh, through. Yeah, they, they lost to Nick Foles. It's going to be Mitchell Trubisky. Tom Brady. Nick Foles, yeah. For some uh-huh. reason, cannot beat my guy, Nick Foles. You know what I mean? And and one more thing, guys, that uh, quick uh, touch-up. The Matt Stafford trade to the Rams going to be huge ramifications for the NFC and the rest of the NFL into the future. I have the Rams as... NFC favorites going into the next year for now, depending on how the offseason unfolds. If Washington gets, you know, I don't know, uh, Deshaun Watson, or who knows if they sign Dak Prescott, I have no idea. But I think for now, with the move that they made, the roster they have, this is a big move. And my also my bold prediction for the offseason is that Deshaun Watson will not be traded. Whoa. That is very bold. Because... The Texans uh, GM, 
not the GM. The owner has too much of an ego and he will not let go of Deshaun Watson and he is going to sit out a few games in the, into the year and he will be traded sometime mid-year. And I think that's a mistake because that's going to decrease the value at what you can get back for him. Because let me tell you, if you can get Jared Goff, a starting quarterback, two first-round picks and a second-round pick for Matt Stafford, God knows what you're going to get for Deshaun <laughs> yeah. Watson. You're going to have to give up right. at least three, four first-round picks, one or two All-Pros, your firstborn child, your second child, <laughs> uh, you know, so many things to give up for Deshaun Watson. Um, and who knows what team is crazy enough to offer that or even oh, has those assets. <laughs> they don't have the assets. I know, Yusuf, it's about what I, I get it, but that's not going to happen. So get out of your mind and go drink, <laughs> go drink water. Well, no. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will. I will. No, no, but I, I, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Deshaun Watson's coming to the Bears. Sorry. I don't think uh, Deshaun Watson's coming to the Bears. There's no way. I never thought that to begin. Who do you with. think is coming to the Bears? What quarterback? Dude, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, but I thought. I thought your best shot was Jimmy G. I honest that I. I, I would not even, want him, man. I yeah, it's want such him. a lateral move. Yeah, you know? and he's still injury prone. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know, man. I, I'm just so disappointed in this franchise. Like maybe, how sad is it, Daniel, that we would be so happy that like if Ryan Fitzpatrick came to the Bears or something? You know, what? that's a possibility. You, you, you guys, he, they might bring him in. Yeah, because like, what other options do they have? You know, yeah, he's probably the best option. I have zero percent confidence in Ryan Pace drafting a quarterback, so it's got to be somebody who's established in there. You know, you so, guys, and, and maybe Ryan to... Fitzpatrick is a little bit more affordable. You guys should have shame on yourselves. All right, <laughs> shame, you shame. are not the Houston Texans, the worst run organization. So this, the Bears, compared to the Houston, uh, what's the team's name? Texans. Texans. <laughs> <laughs> You're forgetting their name already. Great. They're so, so irrelevant right now. You guys heard about like JJ Watt wants. Yeah, he wants the... to leave too. Yeah. But see, Obed, I don't like that analogy because the difference between the Bears and the Houston Texans is they can evaluate talent. I mean, the reason why we're having this conversation about JJ Watt wanting to be out of there, yeah. them trading Hopkins, Watson, is because they're good enough to actually get those players in the door. The Bears on the offensive side of the ball, we can't we can't find that kind of talent. We can't find it, and we can't develop it. Yeah, we can't develop yeah. it. We can't develop it at all. So, like, yeah, I don't know, man. That's yeah, like the last couple of years with the with the Eagles, when they have Alshon Jeffrey, and he has a big game, I'm always like, we let that dude just walk out the door for nothing. Dude, him, Bernard Berrien, Devin Aroma should do. Bernard Berrien, remember, he killed it on the Bengals. He did. That's a throwback, too. Yeah, dude. I, it's just like it, It's like this repetitive. Greg Olson. Greg Olson was a beast. That was the dumbest trade ever. And then Kyle Orton, remember? He he killed it uh, on the Buffalo Bills, too, before yeah. uh, Jared Allen showed up. I mean, sorry, uh, Josh Allen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Allen came to the Bears and stunk it up. Yeah. All right, But he got paid, well. though. I'll give he him did. that. He did. All right, fellas. Well, it was a great chat. We're all excited for this game. And we're all, once again, super happy and always, always grateful for you guys to listen to our podcast. And we always want your feedback. You can always catch us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, and our, again, we don't have Parlor anymore, but nonetheless. YouTube. Um, 
YouTube. YouTube. Yes, YouTube. I'm sorry. We have YouTube now too. So um, you can watch, catch us there. And we can't wait to give you our remarks about the game upcoming next week. See you guys. Can't wait. Take care, guys. See you. Bench Mob Scrubs. Bye. Give us a listen. Nice. Yo, random side. Well, this note. is one episode, right? This is Dude, gonna be know. one episode. It's gonna be forty plus forty. That's like a hundred. I, I, I don't know I'll if it's forty a, forty. I think it's gonna be. I think the first 10, 15 minutes at the first recording were just unnecessary yeah, stuff. Like, it's entertaining content. Danielle, it is, it every, is. Everything is necessary. How dare yeah. you? <laughs> I'm gonna cut out everything from what you said. All right? <laughs> <laughs>